Thanks for joining me today. My name is James Briscoe. I'm an ordained Baptist minister for the past 27 years. I was a deacon for 25 years prior to that, and I've taught Sunday school for many, many years. So I have a good background in understanding and studying the scriptures. My purpose is to call out the remnant, tell them that time is drawing closer and closer to the rapture. They need to get ready. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for watching after me and taking care of me. Keep me steady and help me to do this podcast as you would have me do. That speak through me, to me, and for me. And I'll give this message out and somebody out there in the audience me needs to hear the truth. Thank you very much, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray for his sake. Amen. Our topic today is the road to hell. The road to hell. That's our topic. That's our subject. Let's get started. For many centuries, man has traveled on paths and trails that in time turn into what we know as roads and highways. In this country, for centuries, there have been also paths and trails that became highways to various parts of the country. There was a time when trails that turned into highways moved from the north to the south on both sides of this country. On the east side of this country, Highway 1, the road from northern Maine that moved down the shoreline of the Atlantic Ocean to the farthest point of Florida, and that's the West Keys. In On the west side of this country, Highway 101, that's out in California, but it starts up in northern Washington state, and it goes all the way down the Pacific Ocean shoreline till it gets to Mexico, and it stops at the Mexican border. The invention of interstates allowed for interstates to be traveled on. In Interstate 90, it moves from the Atlantic Ocean, and it goes westward to the Pacific Ocean. This is what this was up in the northern area of this country. In the lower part of this country, Interstate 10 moves westward from Jacksonville, Florida, westward to the Pacific Ocean, ending at Sandy, San Diego, California. Probably the most famous highway known to us who are at least 60 years old is the highway called Route 66. They made television series on that. Get your kicks on Route 66 and there were songs and that was just part of one. And they wrote books that were written about this particular highway, Route 66. It began somewhere in Chicago and ended at the Pacific Ocean right above LA. Now, this was a famous highway that many of us knew about, and those songs were sung in the 50s. That song, Route 66 song, Get Your Kicks on Route 66. And many people would go and travel that highway just to see the scenery and the things that they saw when they were watching the television series. 
I've just mentioned five well-known highways and interstates roads, all leading to various destinations that people have traveled for a number of years. But there are two well-known roads, which I failed to mention, that are traveled on all over the world. They are the road to hell and the road to heaven. They are not physical roads or interstates found on the map, but both roads are mentioned in our Bible. And Jesus gave us these spiritual verses to describe them. He mentioned them in the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Luke. I will read from the Gospel of Matthew what Jesus said about these roads. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and hell. Moreover, many enter through it, but narrow is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to heaven and only a few travelers will be found on it. Two different roads that have gained great deal of notoriety for the past 3,000 years. The problem is you can't find them on a roadmap, but they can be found in whatever lifestyle you choose to live. The traveler on the infamous road to hell are people you know, and you might be one of them too. Both roads have similar characteristics that you will find on a physical road that I mentioned earlier. They have certain landmarks where you begin and where you end. The unique features of these two roads is that your mode of transportation is not in a motor vehicle or car, but your heart, mind, and soul are your mode of transportation. The wheels are in your mind. Your heart, soul, travel in your body, which is what's the car, to reach your final destination. Two different roads that both have gained a lot of notoriety. And you can find these roads not on the map, but they can be found in whatever lifestyle you choose to live. The road to hell, it has unique features, but the two have features and you travel like in a motor vehicle, but you're traveling in your mind and your soul. And that's how you reach your final destination. Let's move on. Let's focus on the various aspects of the two roads. You must pass through the narrow gate to travel on the narrow road. The narrow road to heaven is not hard to get on, but because the gate is narrow, you must rid yourself of all unnecessary baggage you might be carrying, such as your pride, your arrogance, your hate that you have, your tendencies to lie on people and carry out big lies and your immoral behaviors. The other road to hell has a wide gate to enter through. Your baggage isn't a problem. The road to hell has a number of travel agents on it, such as the devil, his demons, and even some human beings who will be willing to help you along the way. The road to heaven 
There is a triune God that helps you along the way. And they serve as your travel agencies. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit instructs you. Jesus the Son guides you. And the Father oversees the superior travel agents along the way. They protect you along the way to help you arrive at your destinations on time. See, the narrow road to heaven is not hard to find, but you must rid yourself of all the unnecessary baggage that you are carrying. The road to hell has a wide gate to enter through. The baggage isn't a problem on the road to hell. On the road to heaven, there is a triune God and they are your travel agencies and they guard the gates. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit serve as your travel agents. And they will guide, protect, and help you as you ride, you arrive at your final destination. We're moving on. On the road to hell, there is always help. Your travel is easy. You start with a big lie that you tell yourself and it will get you started. The form of transportation is the same as on the other road, but drugs, alcohol, immoral behaviors will increase your ability to stay on this road to hell. You will also find there are many travelers on the road who will also help you along the way. Your travel buddies are cowards, unbelievers, vile people, murderers, sexually immoral people, idolaters, liars, and the other immoral travelers will be there to help you along the way. So on the road to hell, you got lots of help. All you got to do is start out by lying to yourself that you're doing okay. Drugs, alcohol, and moral behaviors say they increase and help you stay on the road. Many travelers there, there to help you as you travel on the road to hell. Your buddies are there and your friends are there and even your family. So you've got lots of help on that road to hell. Let's focus on the road to heaven. Remember that the gate to enter is narrow and the caretakers of the gate and the road will only allow those who are fully committed to Jesus Christ to enter through the narrow gate. He doesn't, these are the caretakers, doesn't allow you to carry a lot of unnecessary baggage, as I said earlier. It might hinder your speed on the road. You need to move along at a nice pace as you move on the road to heaven. But you can't be just lollygagging around and just not doing anything. You must rid yourself of all the sinful devices that you have. Let's move on. Secondly, you must denounce yourself. Remember I told you, you told that big lie to yourself. You've got to denounce yourself and get rid of your arrogance and your pride and your egocentric behaviors and choose to depend on the gatekeeper and the travel agencies and their ability 
to manage your travel along the way. Thirdly, the traveler must remember upon the road to heaven, there are only a few travelers. I hate to tell you that only a few travels along the road. You must be prepared to solely to depend on the travel agencies, agents to help you for the entire trip. Travel agents will help you. This road to heaven, we still talk about the road to heaven, is a destination that calls for a strong belief in Jesus Christ. As I said, you can't get on the road unless you will make that commitment. The one who is guiding you along the way. There are many distractions along the way. People traveling on the road to hell will try to convince you that it's much easier it's easier on their road and lots of your friends and family would like to have you join them and be in their company. Isn't that a shame? They want you to join them. They want you. They're on the road to hell. They want you to be in their company. But remember, the road to heaven has travel agents who are there to help take care of you. Let's move on. These two roads have benefits and rewards for each traveler. You understand? On the road to heaven, the rewards and the benefits, the benefits are mainly blessings and non-material things. You're not going to have a bunch of money in generally, but you're not going to have your, but you'll have the things that you need and God will bless you. And that will be some of the rewards that are there to encourage you along the way. I love that. However, at the end of your destination, on your way to heaven, the reward is so wonderful that it's even hard for me and you to imagine. The benefits now on the end of the destination to hell, I switched the roads, will your reward for you, the traveler, will be punishment as when you reach your destination to hell. And that punishment, when you reach your destination, will bring great suffering, misery, sorrow, and pain that will last you forever and will never end. I want you to know that it's not going to end. It goes on forever. What does the Bible tell us about these benefits received at the end of the destination to hell? This is what it tells us. The traveler will be resurrected from the grave and have to stand before God at the white throne of judgment. There they will face the almighty God and receive their punishments and not any rewards. You will be sentenced to the lake of fire and cast into utter darkness. You hear that? You will be tormented day and night forever. You will you will not know it, but Satan, the false prophet, the Antichrist, and all those many terrible people like Hitler and Mussolini and Stalin and those kind of people will be there in the lake of fire with you, but you won't know it because you're in utter, utter darkness. And I got to tell you this, 99.5% of all mankind will be there too. In addition, 
also this great container, the lake of fire. God will throw hell there. He will throw death into it. And God will throw everything that is worthy will be there to join you too in the lake of fire. The road to heaven it has many beautiful rewards, but they're mostly non-material, but there are blessings and they encourage you and help you along the way. And at the end of the destination, I'm just kind of revealing. You will be able to see God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. To hell, there's no rewards, just punishments. And there will be great suffering, misery, and sorrow forever. And I hate to say this, but you will be tortured day and night forever. And I have to tell you this. 99.5% of all mankind will be there too. And everything that is worldly will join you too. We're moving on. However, those whose destination is heaven, talking about that road again, they will see God face to face and never experience death, never experience any more sorrow, neither will they be crying anymore, and there will be no more pain for these things. And I say and use this word, the former things as all that stuff happened to you in the past. The former things are passed away while you were waiting to receive your final rewards from our Lord Jesus Christ. You will see the entire universe go up in flame and you will be completely amazed because after the universe and the world and the earth have burned up, you'll be amazed because a new, new, new universe will come and it won't be anything like the one you know today. A new world will come. It won't be anything like the world that you know today. And a new Jerusalem will appear, guess, from nothing. Will appear from nothing. God can create from nothing. Then you will experience the marriage supper of the lamb to his bride. That's what you will experience. Jesus Christ will once again come back. The bride is actually Jerusalem, and he is the groom. After that, you will enter the new Jerusalem, and you will walk the streets of gold. I just love that. You will walk the streets of gold, wearing your golden crown. Moreover, the Father will be your host. Hear that, your host, the person there to welcome you and take you, and he will walk beside you. Then, guess what? Time and time will be no more. You hear that? Time and time will be no more. Your destination to heaven, the beautiful thing is you'll see God face to face and you'll never experience death. You'll never experience sorrow and there will be no crying. He'll wipe all the tears away and no more pain. You will see the universe all burned up because Peter tells us about it and you find it in the book of Revelation and you find it in other prophecies. God will destroy the universe he will destroy this world and he will destroy the old Jerusalem 
that was there during the millennium. And he will form everything new. And I just love to say it. And you will see all this new universe, this new world, and this new Jerusalem appear from nothing. God creates from nothing because that's what he is, a creator of all of these things. Well, Father will be your host. He'll walk beside you. And I hate, I love to say this, and I hate, not hate to say it, but I love to say this. The time will stop and never exist anymore. You won't grow old. You won't be worried about what you're going to do next year or anything. Time and time will be no more. Well, I'm at my summary. Let's move into it. Your earthly existence will be forgotten. You hear that? You won't remember anything because you're the slate. You will be in your glorified body and you won't even have the same organs that you have now. So you won't have any memory of the past. Your, your brain won't be there. You'll have a glorified body and whatever, however God creates that, that's what you'll be. And you won't have any, you won't have any memories of the past. And the former things is what the Bible says, Revelation 22 and 4. And the former things shall not be remembered. You hear that? Nor come into your mind again. You understand that? These things ain't going to pop up. You ain't going to all of a sudden remember how you mistreated your friend or how you mistreated your children or how you mistreated other people. Those things will be all forgotten and never come to your mind again. Just one more scriptures and we'll move toward closure. Jesus said this, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, but store up for yourselves treasures in the new heaven. For where your treasures are, there your heart will be also. I just love that. Where my treasures are, that will be where my heart is also. I love that. Your earthly existence will be forgotten. And the former things will not come through your memory or come back in your mind. And Jesus said this, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where your treasures are, you hear this? I love this. I cried after I read this. Where your treasures are, there your heart will be also. I have a postscript before I, we end this. I'm going to go through the postscript and just take a few minutes. Postscript means an afterthought. In 2 Thessalonians, it reads, They perish because they refuse to love the truth. For this reason, God sent them powerful delusions. So they will believe a lie. The Bible makes it clear why God is sending them these strong delusions in the latter days. Simply put, God sends them this powerful delusion because they choose not to believe God and his words. 
Those who choose not to believe God or the Bible, they take delight in mocking and rejecting God. So God will condemn them to the lake of fire. There are two groups, and this is why I did this postscript. There are two groups on the road to hell. Those who have never given God any consideration, atheism, all that agnostic, any consideration in their lives. And the second group are those who call themselves humanistic or secular Christians who like to bolster their relationship with God by using cliches and platitudes. Cliches are just worn out statements from the Bible like, ain't God good and stuff like that. Platitudes is, I love God and this and God loves me, things like that. They want to impress those of you to think that they are righteous and holy with the use of their cliches and platitudes. For those traveling travelers on the road to hell, God uses an optical. He changes what they see, delusion. He throws them off, much like what a mirror does to us. They think that they are heading in a direction to heaven, but they are on the road to hell with the other travelers heading that way and to that destination. Their problem with God is that they will not accept that the sin of complicity and association you associate with is what destroys their relationship with him. They will not accept that God will not hear their prayers or receive their gifts because they support and associate with wicked, evil, sinful people who hate God and state it publicly. These secular or humanistic Christians are bound for an eternity in the lake of fire. After their meeting with God at the white throne of judgment, he throws them into the lake of fire. So, this is what they have done. They will say, I know the Ten Commandments. Well, I know the nine that are basically moral commandments and tell me how to live. I'm not stealing. I'm not cheating. I'm not lying. I'm not murdering. I'm not doing any of those things that are in, that, in that, those nine moral commandments. And they will say, I'm okay with God. I'm following his commandments. But they won't admit, and I said it in an earlier podcast about this guy named George. They won't admit that they have violated God's laws and statutes by their complicity. That means they have associated with people who vile and ugly. And I said that, who are sinful, wicked people who hate God. They associate with it. They associate with it. They think it's great to be a Mason. They think it's great to be a Democrat. They think it's great to be all that. But all of those different groups that I named, those are groups who are immorally wrong because they're their concept of God. But the Democrats, they just are the death culture. They produce death. And they're platform comes out of the evolutional, evolutionary thinking. 
the Big Bang and all that stuff. And I told you, it's not a science. Evolution is not a science. It's just a stupid theory that a bunch of crazy people who think that they're wise have come up with. So they believe in all that stuff. They hang out with a demonic Democratic Party. I say demonic because the demons and Satan rules the Democratic Party. So they think that they can hang out with those. But if you look in the Bible, you look in the book of Exodus and you read that 20th chapter, then you go to Leviticus and you read that 20th chapter, and then you go to Deuteronomy and you read the seventh chapter. All of those deal with the concept of complicity and who you associate with. God kept telling them, don't associate with those heathens. Don't associate with those people because they will draw you out and I will destroy you along with them. So your associations is important. And when I did that thing on George, he wouldn't admit that he was associating with the Democratic Party. He wouldn't admit that he associates with people who push abortion. He wouldn't admit that he associates with people who promote the homosexual thing and all a and evolution and things like that. He wouldn't admit that. He was complicit. And if you're complicit and you're hanging around with people who are violating God's law and you don't speak out against those people, then God will put you in that same punishment. The prophet stopped the king and said, why are you hanging out with all those people that hate God? And I say to you, why are you hanging out with all those people with that hate God? You're associating with them. Why don't you speak out against them? And why don't you speak out and declare that the Democratic Party is no good and is an evil party to be in? So your complicity and who you associate is going to also put you in hell, whether you follow those moral laws or not. So I move toward closure. I've said all I need to 